What's good, everybody? Welcome into the show. Starting off with a good old-fashioned mute job. I am your host, Justin Perry, here live to talk a little bit about shot quality bets and everything shot quality that you need to know in college basketball. I am joined here by my co-host, Big Three for Three. Big Three, how are you doing today? Not too bad, not too bad. A little day basketball today. Some good games going on, even right now as we speak. So yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff to keep us busy for sure. Oh man, and you want to talk a little bit about keeping busy. I want to waste no time introducing our special guest today, someone who has been out on the streets, banging the pavement, getting to college basketball games at a rate I've never seen. We're really excited to bring on our guest today, shot quality representative, our very own Coleman Crawley. Coleman, welcome into the show. Excited to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me, Justin. I'm excited as well. That was a great intro. I appreciate it. Hey, man, I, I had a day that I think maybe lived up to your standards this season. I did uh, I did a Columbia, Fordham, and St. John's Day. Like, all three. Hit I all haven't done a day. triple header that exceeds anything wow. I've done. Look, it was it was honestly almost too much. Like, I, I couldn't <laughs> leave Fordham. I, I got lucky that Davidson, like, pounded Fordham into the dirt, and I got to Carneseca in time. But none of the New York teams won. Like, I saw three oh. teams. Yeah. They all lost. You them all. I, 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 yeah, well, I didn't I didn't bet on all New York teams, but just to see all the home crowds lose in one day, it just by the time I left Queens, it was just so deflating. But anyway, <laughs> if you guys don't know what this guy's been up to, he's, what is it now, 25 games in like three weeks or something? I just finished the 23rd in 20 days, and I'm going yeah. to pin tonight for my doubleheader to be 24th in 20 days. Wow, wow, wow. So you're hitting up, what is that? That's Penn-Princeton? Yes, Penn Princeton. I just finished uh, Towson Hofstra. Towson minus two and a half took care of business quite easily, one by 21. Oh, yeah, I was on that one. That was a good one. Hofstra maybe a little overrated coming into that game, getting a lot of respect. But we're not mm-hmm. going to talk too much about Monday. This is going to be the Tuesday episode. We're going to talk a little bit about some games. So uh, I'll, I'll default to our guy, Big Three, maybe get us started a little bit, talking a little bit. About shot quality, you can't not talk about what Big 3 has done. He is the man who has helped us create this awesome projection model that's hitting at 55%, making those nice returns. What are we at, like 140 units this season? Big 3, I don't know. What are you looking at? What is the model like? How are you seeing things these days? Yeah, the main one I want to talk about for tomorrow is actually one of the biggest uh, model agreement plays that we have for tomorrow, especially on the sides, and that is Akron over Central Michigan. Um, This is kind of just one of – this is a spot that I've kind of started to look for a little more. Um, as you go to central Michigan, you look at some of these like travel, like home court advantage spots where, you know, teams are getting three and a half to four points for a home court advantage. That is probably not actually worth three and a half to four points. So here you're looking at a much better team in Akron going to central Michigan. Um, I think the line's going to be somewhere. There's openers, a bunch of places, six and a half, seven, which is, much, much too low um, from what we make it. We have it almost, I just had it pulled up too. I think we yeah, have it around 59.374 is what we have on the screen. Yeah, here. so we have it, yeah, nearly 15 points. Um, so seven and a half points of value on Akron here. Like I said, this is just, you're taking the much better team on the road. Um, I think probably an overinflated home court advantage for Central Michigan, which is just not not a very good team. Akron minus seven and a half here. Um, I really like minus seven. You can get some places even six and a half. Um, 
But yeah, like I said, I think that this is something that the shot quality bets model weighs less than a lot of other models is home court advantage, especially for these low major teams like this. So um, I think that's probably why we're showing a little more value on the away team here. And I, like I said, I, I totally agree with it. Nice. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to hear Coleman, how you use some of this data, maybe some of the things you're seeing on the screen. Now, if you are listening at home, we have the shot quality matchup breakdown on the screen. One of our premium tools that just helps you organize all the data very nicely into just the teams playing no more clicking around, you know, convenience is the name of the game. But hey, Coleman, what are you what are your some of your favorite stats? Like what are you seeing here that maybe pops out to you? Well, I mean, just to Big Three's point, um, in having been at 24 live games now, I couldn't agree more with what he's having to say on the mid and small major level, particularly this the small major level, the one bid leagues. I I think Vegas consistently, and I just use Vegas, you know, as whoever sets the line right, consistently overprices the home team. Um, when in reality, outside of just having the comfortability of playing in the same gym, there really isn't a sense of home court advantage in the majority of these environments. Now, the Missouri Valleys of the world, the A-10s, those multiple bid mid majors, maybe there is there at those places, right? But and, and then secondarily, I also like to ride the best teams in the conference and fade the worst. Akron, although they had a poor non-conference, uh, one might say. I still believe they're among the best in the MAC. Central Michigan, although they did get the great win over Michigan, I believe they're among the worst in the MAC. So I love taking Akron in the points here as well. Completely agree with that point too, Coleman. Like this is, like you said, in, in a league that's probably only going to get one team. Like this is a spot for Akron where it's like you really can't screw this up, right? Like even on mm-hmm. the road to Central Michigan, like this is a win that you need to have to get a good seed for the conference tournament to like actually win that league. And so, and you also have central Michigan coming off a win over Buffalo, who is a pretty solid team too, definitely better than central Michigan, but a shot quality loss by 10 points. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to bring up there, Justin. So I think what you see too is, is a lot of recency bias on these lower level teams. Cause it's like, Oh, look at the past game. Like you, you really are only remembering the last game and a 10 point win over Buffalo. That should have been a 10 point loss. Um, and they're more to give up, points on the rim expected. Yeah, for they're supposed to give up 96 yeah. points. Um, I'm happy to fade that for sure. I love it. I love it. Great use, big three, as always. As always, that's why he's, <laughs> always, he's, he's always here. What's he gonna do? Not not hit it home with the stats. And that's exactly what we want to look at. Central Michigan is, yeah, look, five and ten coming off of a big win. I think it's gonna be a very interesting game, maybe in the first 10 minutes. But this is like one where I just think that Akron should be able to outpace them, uh, should be able to defend at the rim. That's what Akron has done incredibly well this season. We're seeing on the screen seventh in defense against shots attacking the rim. And they don't necessarily attack it themselves, but we're also seeing some record luck. So shot quality expects them to be 10 and five this season. They're uh, currently at nine and six. So they have some really nice defensive metrics. We're seeing a lot of green on the screen right now, really good against PNR ball screen. They're really nice against finishes at the rim, as we said. Off the dribble three-point defense, 19th best in shot quality points per possession. So they are limiting people in the most valuable shots on defense, and I don't think that's what people are used to from Akron, uh, but it is it is a very interesting uh, – that's that's a little weird. We always we always love the the stream, Coleman, because we always come across something that I have to go and, and like report to the team. So – uh, but anyway, <laughs> look, we are doing it live. If you don't already know about shot quality bets, and, and I know Coleman 
you were saying you don't know too, too much of the history before we came on and whatnot. Uh, but we started as like a, a coaching data service that helps teams in division one, you know, learn how to make, or not learn, but help them make the best decisions on the floor. And, and that's what the data is here to do. But uh, no, I, I'm really excited to talk about the next game though. Um, this is one that Coleman brought to us. A big, a big game is going to be Kansas, Kansas state Coleman. I'll let you take it first and uh, I will bring up the the correct window here. But why don't you talk to us about what you're seeing in this game? Are you not, you're not checking out there, are you? No, no, not checking out at all. Of course <laughs> not. No, the, this is simply a play on Kansas's tradition, on Bill Self. Kansas, you know they're going to be a top four seed every single year, no matter what they lost the year prior. And granted, typically they do it in the fog. But part of what has made Kansas so great is Bill Self is unbelievable at winning one and two possession ball games. When it comes down to the wire, Kansas just finds a way to win. And in a rivalry game like this, Kansas and Kansas State, although, of course, K-State is going to be fired up, I think when you are consistently beaten and dominated by another program like Kansas has Kansas State the majority of the time in Coach Self's tenure, Kansas isn't intimidated when they're going into Little Manhattan. I think K-State is overrated. They are not the 13th best team in the country. I don't think they're a second weekend team. I'm really excited about Coach Tang and what he's going to do in the future. I love that Keontae Johnson is back healthy, not just back healthy, but dominating. Noel's been terrific, but this team is overrated. They're four and one. They're simply not going to go 14 and four, 15 and three in the big 12. And Kansas is going to beat them. I believe tomorrow in Manhattan. I like it. And and look, the numbers immediately back you up. We have an expected record of 12 and 5 instead of 15 and 2. A few expected losses. The Baylor win, a close one, was expected to be a loss of seven, nine points. The Butler loss was expected to be a win, but then the Rhode Island game, they won by 20, was a lot closer. But you look at this TCU game, which I think maybe pulled back the curtain a bit, just how tough it's going to be for anyone in the Big 12. That was a real, like, sometimes you see these losses in, in conference play and where it kind of blows up at the end and, and shock quality doesn't necessarily agree with the final score, but this one was legit. I mean, this looks like a, a real 15-plus point loss for this Kansas State team. I think this is the right way to play, especially given how highly our metrics are on Kansas, rating them as the third most efficient offense in adjusted offensive shot quality. It's, it's going to be tough. I don't know. What do you make of a big three? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, honestly, like, if you look at Kansas State's last four games, um, you have what should have been a double-digit loss to TCU and was. A two-point narrow win over Oklahoma State at home. What should have been a double-digit loss to Baylor that ended up as a win. Um, And then, yeah, even the Texas win, which they scored 116 points in, only should have been a three-point win, right? So, like, no really, like, great results here by the shot quality score in each of their last four games. And even looking at like, okay, beating Oklahoma state by two at home, um, you play now a much better Kansas team at home. I think like, what's the line less than a possession here. Isn't it something like that? Like minus two, minus two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I really like that. I do expect Kansas to go in here and win this game as well. And the model likes it a lot too. Yeah. I think, you know, one of my favorite stats that you get with uh, shot quality is the, I'm blanking my brain, my brain, yeah, shot making and shot selection. 
So these are these are stats that I think shot quality does better than everybody else. And I'm I know I'm biased. I, I literally this is where I work, but I I mean I felt that way before I came on as a part of the team. Shot selection is so unique because it allows us to understand if a team is actually creating good offensive looks and then but then shot making rates the actual abilities for these players to like make those shots so some teams are going to have really good shot makers that don't need to take the best looks some teams are going to rely on really good offensive looks because they don't have the best shot makers and shot quality allows you to understand that without necessarily having to watch hours and hours of film i think that's what can take you to like such a higher level of handicapping so quickly with this data. And, and we take a look, I mean, we, we see it immediately with, with Kansas. They really rely on shot selection more than shot making. Uh, they take smart shots. Women three per, uh, shot quality points per possession here is in the top 25 in the nation. And that's not to say Kansas state doesn't, but you know, I think the difference that we're going to see is probably in the defensive quality uh, it's just going to be a little bit unbalanced on either side. Like, it's not like necessarily they're going to blow them out. But if if things go as it should, Kansas is going to get better looks. They have some of these nasty shot makers who just force the issue, essentially. Uh, I don't know. I'm really excited about this. We do rate Kansas third in the nation right now in adjusted shot quality and Kansas State at 25th. So if you're looking for the rankings differential between some of the models that set the lines, that's always an interesting way to maybe perceive some value as well. That helped me find the, the Towson game today, I'll tell you that. I mean, they, <laughs> we saw Hofstra rated at like 111 on Ken Palm coming in today, and, and that helped them only lay uh, or get two and a half. I mean, I thought that was way too small, but this is another one. The model agrees, the ratings agree, uh, and, and I think even some of the – the regression stats agree to. So this should be a very interesting match, but Kansas, I do think, takes it home. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know. Any, any other comments on that one before we move on, guys? Yeah, not, not to just uh, this game in particular, Justin, but what you were just talking about as a whole was shot quality. So I'm brand new to shot quality, hadn't got into the shot quality bets website until like two days ago, I want to say. So Given um, this grueling lifestyle on the road, I haven't had time to deep dive into all the tools that you can use with shot quality and all these details that you guys are breaking down. Even just the value finder alone, the value finder alone of what you all project the score to be based on the shot quality of both these teams, right? Versus what the line is set at, that alone should make you where you will not be a losing handicapper. You will not be. And then if you deep dive it with all the tools that these guys have, legitimately, you've got the tools to be able to hit 60% or above, I believe. I mean, that's, with that, all yeah. that's there. Look, it's and crazy. I think, you know, look, it is. And that's what we're really trying to go for is something you really can't ignore. And, and Big 3 could probably elaborate a little bit more on what makes that model so special. I think if I had to summarize it, Big 3, please elaborate. It's just the fact that we don't necessarily react to these these blowouts to the the things that can make impressions on the market and instead trend towards right. the expected yeah without overcomplicating the explanation like we are modeling based on shot quality score not actual score right so you know the game where tcu beat baylor that we are not tcu kansas state beat baylor i think by 10 and they should have lost by 10 something like that like we are reacting based on the shot quality score not like the actual score. So if a team shoots, you know, Cal shoots 60% against Stanford from three, like we are not adjusting to Cal. 
based on some like freak outlier shooting performance. Like we are adjusting based on the quality of shot, what should have happened. And so it is a lot less reactive, I think, than a lot of books are, especially early in like this middle part of the season. And so, like Mm -hmm. we said, even with Central Michigan, like Central Michigan beating Buffalo, like they're probably getting a boost at a lot of books where we're not really giving, we're not giving them a boost because we still think they should have lost the game by 10. I love that. Yeah, it's it's so important, right? You need to be able to like, and it's like the eye test at some level. And I think it's mm-hmm. it's really great. And and to talk about some of those, you know, advanced tools, we are, if you're listening to this on Tuesday or you're watching it live right now on YouTube, we are going to be, or maybe even watch later, I don't know. We're going to be having a walkthrough tomorrow. I'm hosting it. I'll be there. Uh, our, our One of our producers, our marketing guy, Alec, will be there with me. We're going to be hosting a little bit of a demonstration on everything that Shot Quality Bets does. So 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night, we'll be walking through, especially the brand new model sandbox. Coleman, I don't maybe you've seen us talking about this a little bit on Twitter. This one is crazy, guys. I, I can't even begin to tell you how excited we are for people to start actually digging into this tool. Allows you to combine your own metrics in order to project games based on like those specific uh, important factors that you've decided alone. So if you think that you want to know how teams do based on their offensive rating and maybe how many blocks they get, maybe you think that's the stat that is the most predictive that teams should know because of how they protect the interior and how the big man spreads out the spacing. Like you can create whatever you want and, and within a second, like well, maybe five seconds here, but you can see how a model based on that would do at various points of value thresholds. So uh, it tells you almost how efficient your projections are. And, and we're seeing on the screen here, I did not do a very job, a good job choosing anything predictive at all. Uh, we're seeing a, you know, a, a 2,200, 2,000, like 1.22% return on investment model at the 8%. But this thing is just a next level tool that helps you dig deeper into being predictive towards college basketball rather than reactive. So we're going to be talking a lot about that tomorrow night, answering any questions you have on how it works. I'm actually going to make big three, give me like a whole report. So I make sure I sound smart during this thing because he, <laughs> yeah, he literally like also helped put this together in a big way, but I don't know. Look, we are just trying to, you know, defy what people are used to, you know, but anyway, Let's uh, let's keep moving on to a game tomorrow. Let's check out the value finder. And the nice thing about the value finder is that it doesn't necessarily wait, right? It is it is on it. The minute a line becomes available from any of our sources, um, we we have the play. We run the sims. You can get it as early as you possibly can. So we are seeing. We already talked about the Akron Central Michigan game. We do have an official seven point seven point play on Akron, expecting a fourteen and a half plus point victory. Uh, let's talk about this Wyoming team. I think this has been an interesting team, and I know this caters to you, Big Three. You are our Mountain West specialist. What has been going on with Wyoming? Uh, uh, the model has seemed to appreciate them, but is is this maybe like something that you're being a little cautious with? Are you behind this play? How how do you feel about this Mountain West matchup? Yeah, it's funny. I, I get messages a lot of like people tired of betting on the same team, right? And I think like right. people forget, like you know, you look at everyone's so short-sighted and it's like, Oh, like last time I bet on them, they lost by 20 last time I bet on them. They did this, right? Like if you even mm-hmm. scroll up to the top there, Justin, um, yeah. like you look at this Boise state, no, sorry of their schedule. Right? If you look at the Boise yeah, yeah. state game, we actually had Wyoming beating Boise state um, in a really, really close one. 
but and they lost the game by 17. I, I want to say trying to think of the line it was maybe like only four and a half or something like that yeah, I think but that's correct like this is still a team that shot quality really believes in the other thing about wyoming is um i mean like at home they're a really good team to bet on obviously this is at air force but laramie is a tough place to get to we talk about like some of these mid-majors not having huge home court advantage you look at what wyoming's done at home against you know the likes of san diego state new mexico like they they're a tough team at home and so i think like Ultimately, the biggest thing here, too, is look at the SQ record of Wyoming. I think their actual record is 4-12. and 12. Yeah, there you go. SQ record 9-7. 31% so, record luck. That's crazy. Yeah. That's Which nice. might be the biggest in the country. So it's like, okay, why does, the model keep, why does the model keep making me bet on Wyoming? Like, this is why. We, it's based on every single much. quality of shot that they've been taking, like, we really think that Wyoming is way better than, um, you know, than we've seen so far. And so it makes sense that books line makers have adjusted down on Wyoming. while we still believe in them and we're telling you to bet on them and we have them even favored on the road here at air force. So um, yeah, honestly, like I trust it. I trust the system. Like I trust shot quality. I think like eventually things are going to turn for this team. And I don't think they'll end the season um, with, like you said, plus 31 record luck. Yeah, no, I mean, and for everyone at home who isn't watching, some of the top teams in record luck, which is, you know, a percent difference between the shot quality record and the actual record. Elon expected to have five wins. They have none. Stanford expected to have 10 wins. They have five. And Wyoming expected to have nine wins. and They have four, all around 31%. So we're seeing a couple other schools there. Hampton, South Carolina State, Cal State, Northridge, Cal, East Tennessee State, UT Arlington. Look, I saw Arlington actually play a lot better in the most recent game. So this this stuff isn't just based on some, you know, guesswork. This is based on the shots that the specific players are taking on the court, judging them not only by how good of an actual look it was, but if they were taking a shot that they're actually good at, right? So we would wait a Steph Curry three more than, you know, a Shaquille O'Neal three the way it should be. But some shot qualities out there kind of only look at like where a positional shot is taken from or the defender range. We incorporate it all. And so I'm, I'm just really excited to have these types of conversations. I don't know. Coleman, you said you're kind of new. Uh, I want to take advantage of that here on the podcast. There's plenty of people who are going to be listening who are just as new, if not newer. What are some mm-hmm. of the things that you still want to know about SQ as you get into it? Um, You know, honestly... <laughs> My mind's just racing of what all I could do with these tools <laughs> oh, now that right? I'm seeing them for the first time. I've truly been going, going, going so much so that I've just been able to use the value finder and go off that. And I went nine and four this last Saturday. That. Now I joked, I went oh and three in the Ohio Valley. So I went nine and one and like put two asterisks <laughs> excluding Ohio Valley Conference. But people don't even seem to be catching on to the joke. They legitimately think I went nine and one. Um, so just from the value finder, it, it, it's ridiculously helpful. But I mean, what was being talked about earlier, big three, I, I had Wyoming in my preseason bracketology, I want to say is like an eight seed. I was a massive believer in them. Now, they haven't been fully healthy. What can you all remind me? What's their big guy's name that's been out all year? Oh, I see or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever his yep. name is. Anyways, I. I like Wyoming even without him, even though they're four and 12, as crazy as that sounds. And the metrics clearly do with shot quality bets as well. Um, When they get him back and I know San Diego state's there, they legitimately could win the conference tournament. And we're going to see a team 
if they were to get an NCAA tournament, that would be ridiculously underseeded. And so yeah. a top seed would not want to play them. I yeah. couldn't agree more with Wyoming. And so I don't know. It's just nice <laughs> when you think that some of your thoughts that am I crazy? Am I not? Maybe this team's just terrible. Okay, good. Shot quality bets thinks the same. <laughs> right. We I love that. And I love that part of it. Um, because you know, we also we've started putting out these like shot quality bet matrices that show you like how teams did on certain days so you can understand if your team like was expected to cover. We call it XATX. We're kind of trying to make a new term. So, you know, uh, but <laughs> what's really cool is, is also now you can see ahead. So look at this Wyoming schedule. They, they are basically expected to only lose to Boise on the road in like the next 10 games. Um, and, and that's, that's a pretty big deal. I think if they can get their big man back, if they can continue to, you know, create good shots, it should turn in their favor. Uh, some of these away games are definitely tough going to UNLV, going to San Jose state who has been massively improved this year. I have been impressed with them too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mountain West is actually great. Um, but yeah. no, I really, and we, we were only going to go for another couple minutes, but Coleman, I, I felt like I had to show you one of my personal favorite tools, which is this trend finder. Um, and, and we, we, we call it the trend finder, but it should be called the shot quality trend finder because it does show you trend performance, right? Louisville two and 16 on the money line this year. And, and okay, well, what about in, in conference? Like, all right. Oh, and seven, it shows you that stuff. But the cool thing is that right next to it, it shows you the shot quality. So if you want to know, okay, look at this, they're four and three ATS in conference play, but shock quality expected them to go six and one. So immediately now you can go down and see all the scores of those games of those seven conference games. You click on any of them, it'll open up, you know, the shot quality score of that game, tell you some of the luck description points. Okay. In this one where it was expected to be actually worse than it was for Louisville. My guess is that if we went to the trend finder for the NC state game, right, they barely edged the shot quality spread of 18. Um, but it shows you how everything did. And in general, sweeping statements too. I mean, one of my favorite things to do, I don't even know how often big three comes and does this. We'll do the, uh, we'll do the mountain West, but like how has like, let's say a mountain West team, you know, only the away teams in conference games done. And, and look at this. That's so mountain, cool. Like you can, you can see that a lot of mountain West games have been going over. First of all, even though they aren't expected to. Um, so maybe that means there's value on, on unders coming up. We kind of think that. And then you can even say, all right, well, what happens if these are our low total games? All right. So it's even crazier. They're going over these low totals, 15, five and one from uh, as long as the total is under 140. So you can then see, oh, well, 12, nine, like maybe there isn't that much value. Maybe I shouldn't follow that trend. Like, I, let me investigate the games further. Oh, here are all of them. And these are, they're organized for you to dive into. So this is again. We're just. I don't know. I, I get. I get hyped about what we have to offer. As you should. And look, we we're 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 going to be here, and we're going to bring you back on the show in like a couple weeks or something, and and even more and more people will be hanging out with us talking about it. But before we go, Coleman, I just wanted to give you a chance to just tell everybody about where they can find you, what you're up to, and you know, just uh, yeah, give a, give your people a shout, you know. Okay, yeah. Uh, on Twitter and TikTok, I've got the same at SharpShot Select. SharpShot Select will be where to find me. Each day I'll be releasing my plays and then a review of whatever game that I went to. So I'm essentially trying to find Cinderella before she's at the ball. St. Peter's last year went to the Elite Eight but averaged 526 people at their home games. 
I want to help in that where you have people going out and supporting these small and mid-major conferences. And so I want to shed light on how great a basketball is being played in January and February before we get to know these teams in mid-March. Yeah, I, I love it. I got, I've checked out a bunch of the videos, and I think my favorite part is that you're also, like, trying to help encourage these teams, getting behind the bench, like, shouting your well, head off, being the type of fan. Yeah, I'm look, I know, I know. As well. I mean, you're, you're the type of fan that, like, I, I am that got me kicked out of, like, varsity basketball games and my team was in the Class C sectionals, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I love to see it. I love the energy. So I'm excited to have you. I'll be repping shot quality. We're definitely going to have you back on the podcast. This has been a lot of fun Uh, for shot quality bets. I'm your host, Justin Perry here with big three for three. Follow us on Twitter, like subscribe, help the channel grow. Shot quality isn't going anywhere. Neither is this guy, Coleman Crawley. We will see you next time on the shot quality Bets podcast. Your next episode will be next week. We will not be here for Thursday this week, unfortunately, but we will see you next week, Monday, 4.30 PM for shot quality bets. Thank you. And good night.